Welcome to the United on the Road podcast. My name is Jason. I am joined by... I'm Augie, back to podcast number three. Number three. So, third time around. You feeling, you feeling good about these? I'm fine. You're fine. You're you? Fine. I'm feeling great. You're, you're a rock star, Jason. Uh, I am wearing my Stay Puft Marshmallow shirt. I like it. I like yeah. it. I picked my own wardrobe this time, so I'm happy you're with it. <laughs> so, um, we got a, a serious topic to talk about today. Um, but I do have something I want to share with you. And I debated sharing it on this podcast. Um, not necessarily because of the pot, uh, the people watching the podcast, but because of you. And so I said, all oh, you will never let me live this down. Okay. So let me tell you this story. So last week uh, I was traveling and as you know, and those of you on the podcast, you'll learn to know, I'm very particular about my appearance. Very particular. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I needed a haircut. My haircut's important. Right? It is important. Gotta have a haircut. And so I was traveling. Went to New Barber, was on the road, got a haircut. So I now I know that I am getting a little bit older, a little bit, right? So as I'm getting my haircut, going along perfectly, and he's lining me up in the front. Tell me why. Next thing I know, I I see an airbrush machine. I was gonna say, did he spray paint your edges? He spray painted my hairline. <laughs> Yes, Sorry, but that's he spray without paper. asking. Without asking me. Now it looked good. Don't get me wrong. It okay. looked great. Okay. I don't have. I don't have. You the were spray, lined up. I don't have the spray painted hairline today. Um, but yes, he spray painted my hairline. Did you keep it, or did you go directly to your hotel or wherever you were and so wash it off? I kept it uh, until the next morning. And as I as I shared in podcast number one, you know, I work out at four thirty in the morning, right? And so as I'm running on the treadmill at four thirty. Uh, I'm just doing my thing, right? I go to wipe my face. Is your tight line rubbing off? Yes. Yes, my tight line of rubbing off. Yes. That's a good story, <laughs> So Ooh. I figured I would share that with you. I you appreciate know, that. that. I I'm got sure my, Monica appreciates I got it my, too. <laughs> I got my hairline painted on last week, and it just, you know, just threw me for a loop. Like, am I really at that? Am I that I'm getting that old. We are. Oh, we are. Anyway. We are. So. That's it. That aside, like I said, we do have a, a serious topic to talk about today. Heavy hitting. Heavy. Uh, talking about human trafficking. Now, human trafficking, as many people may, may or may not know, I didn't know this, but human trafficking is the second most committed crime in the world today. Uh, it's second only to um, the drug trafficking. And so um, it's just amazing you know, how big this is. And it's something that many people don't really talk about or know about. Yeah. So speaking of big, Jason and I crunched some numbers. The human trafficking generates $150 billion annually. Wow. Now, if you take every trucking company in the finished vehicle logistics. So that's every car hauler. Every everybody. car hauler in the U.S. No. We don't even come close to generating. $150 billion. $150 billion. Yeah. Not even... Not even with all the companies combined. Right. And just as a measuring tool, right? Okay. Coca-Cola... Generated thirty nine billion last year. Wow! Now that's that's a huge worldwide company, right? Yeah, yeah. Hundred and fifty billion dollars. So, so the whole so human trafficking is almost four times as large as the entire company of Coca Cola. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Crazy. So we are gonna we're actually gonna talk to Laura Cyrus. Okay. She is the director of corporate engagement for Truckers Against Trafficking. Okay. She is going to give us some information on uh, what to look for, okay. uh, red flags, and, and also what to do if you see something that you yeah. think is suspicious. Yeah. So welcome, Laura. 
thank you so much for having us as a part of this conversation today. And thanks for being great partners with TAT. Um, we are a nonprofit organization that is raising up a mobile army, essentially, of transportation professionals that can assist law enforcement in the recognition and the reporting of the crime of human trafficking in order to aid in the recovery of victims and the arrest of perpetrators. So we provide industry-specific training that is free of charge um, to a number of different industries, um, but predominantly the, the trucking and transportation industry um, that just helps those on the front lines, again, recognize and respond to this crime if and when they see it. No, we, we really appreciate the work that you all are doing and the education that you know, you're providing. You know, we, and well, again, I'm not sure if you know this, but we do the Truckers Against Trafficking um, education every single one of our new driver orientations. So it's a part of what we do as a company just to continue to educate our, uh, our drivers um, so they can be part of the solution. And so, so Laura, question for you. Um, when you look at the world of trafficking, who's at the highest risk for being trafficked? Yeah, that's a great question and very complex. Um, so when we talk about risk factors, we, we have to think about vulnerabilities um, and marginalization. So um, you can think of those experiencing homelessness, um, kids that are in the foster care system or that have recently aged out of foster care, uh, people that are experiencing abuse or kids that are experiencing abuse or neglect at home. Um, anytime you have somebody that is on the margins, um, has any kind of vulnerability or a, um, a chink in the armor almost, because what we find and, and what we know is traffickers are master manipulators. And what they do is they try to find ways to, um, find a weakness and then exploit that weakness by uh, either providing something that's of need, whether that's shelter or food, clothing, um, attention, you know, some type of relationship, um, building and gaining trust, wooing that, that, that victim over a period of weeks or months sometimes, um, but then flipping a switch at, at some point and the entire context of that relationship changes. Um, what we also know is that women and girls of color are um, disproportionately proportionately victimized by this crime. Um, certainly there is no uh, racial, gender, or socioeconomic bounds when it comes to who could be the victims. Um, and we also have to consider when we're talking about the perpetrators of this crime as well. There, there is no neat box um, when we talk about victims or the traffickers themselves. But we especially have to consider, again, those folks that are on the margins, whether this, this crime is affecting men and boys as well as adult women and girls, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, oftentimes when we talk about human trafficking, you know, people think you think of sex trafficking. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, that's the most common form that people, you know, you think about. Um, but another piece of this is uh, people are being trafficked for for work purposes. Yes. Um, whether they're being, you know, in, in, in essence, kind of enslaved to be yes. indentured servants to yes. someone clean or houses and things like yes. that. So human trafficking takes on a lot of forms. Amazing. I, I remember when we had truckers against trafficking out for a management meeting with us, which was five, six years ago. It was quite, quite some time ago. And I remember sitting in the back, listening to the lecture and the facts. And like you said, when you had that moment of like, wow, this is yeah. happening here yeah. in our cities, in our yeah. neighborhoods, right under our nose, you know, and, and for me, when you, when we had that meeting, it was like, that was my moment where it hit close to home, where I was like, 
shocked, right? Because you think yeah. we live in the United yeah. States. Yeah. There's not indentured servitude yeah. here or forced labor. There is. Now, speaking of yeah. living in the United States, you know, one of the, and Lori, correct me if I'm wrong here, but, um, you know, perhaps one of the biggest nights, biggest days of, you know, within our country is the Super Bowl. Um, but I've heard something yeah. um, where it stated that the Super Bowl is like the number one day for sex trafficking um, in the United States, you know, throughout the entire year. Um, just because so many people come to the Super Bowl city, you know, men and women are trafficked into yeah. those uh, those cities. Um, and so here it is, an event that we all take as a frivolous event is really a, you know, a day or a weekend of horror for many. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. So, right. Absolutely. You think of large conventions, um, you know, business conventions, sporting events, any kind of, any kind of opportunity where you're bringing in lots of different people to a a central area. Um, the thing that we have to remember is that traffickers are counting on all of us, right? You guys, me, truck drivers, you know, anybody down the street, our neighbors, right? Our, our businesses around, they're counting on all of us to think that that person that's being sold is uh, quote unquote. And I use this term. I, I don't like this, but they they think that we think that's just a prostitute and that we're not going to care enough to get involved because we've made some um, idea about why that person is out there or the choices that they've made. Right. And so they're, the traffickers are counting on all of us just, you know, Wanting to turn a blind eye and not and not being educated. Um, and so when you have all of these groups of men or or just people in general coming into a to an area, um, traffickers, right? It this is it's about the money for them. And they are going to exploit legitimate businesses, they're going to exploit legitimate um, you know, venues to to again try to um sell their victims and and profit off of their back. Yeah. Now, when we talk about the world of trucking, so we're bringing back to trucking, um, you know, what should it, what are some of the signs that drivers should look for? Um, yeah. You know, we're talking, you know, a lot of people watching this podcast will be drivers, some non-drivers, but what are, you know, what should drivers really be looking for to help in this? Yeah, excellent question. And thank you, drivers. Just thank you for what you do. You guys do not get enough recognition. Um we I love know that. Drivers. I yeah, I know that now. No previous experience in the transportation industry prior to starting at TAT, so just really have to say thank you. Can't say it enough. Um, but you know, as as you all are um, taking breaks, or if you're staying at a truck stop, or if you are just locally driving and delivering, um, there are a number of things that you can be looking for. The first and foremost um, would be anytime you see a minor that you believe is engaged in soliciting commercial sex, right? A minor, somebody who is under the age of 18 legally cannot consent and they are automatically a victim of human trafficking. The the federal definition includes force, fraud, and coercion uh, used to compel an individual into an act of either uh, forced sexual exploitation or forced labor. When you have a minor, Force, fraud, and coercion do not need to be proved. Um, They are automatically a victim. So anytime you see somebody that looks like a kid, even if you're not exactly sure of their age, that is a huge red flag and uh, you need to call that in immediately. The second biggest red flag that we're asking you to look for is anytime you see um, someone that you believe may be under the control of a pimp, regardless of the age or gender, not only of that 
supposed victim, but also that potential pimp, right? We know women, we, we know women can be the traffickers in these situations. Um, and so anytime you believe that you're witnessing someone under the control of someone else, um, you know, for instance, as it relates to trucking, maybe you are at a rest area or a truck stop and you witness um, a van or an SUV pull into the truck parking area and multiple women and girls or again, could be men or boys, um, get out of that, uh, get out of that vehicle and start going truck to truck, knocking on doors. Um, or you're parked and you see maybe some lights that flash, or you potentially hear some chatter um, about commercial company um, or looking like there may be a buyer that's signaling their location. Um, a lot of times, while we we do still hear that. Um, drivers are seeing uh, victims go truck to truck, knocking on the cab, you know, asking if if the driver wants company. We also are learning that more and more these things are being set up and prearranged through apps, through message boards. Um, and so it may be a little bit harder to identify. Um, but anytime you are seeing those red flags or you are potentially interacting with a victim, um, somebody that may look disheveled or malnourished or like they are confused about where they are, right? That's one of the tactics of traffickers to keep their victims under their control. They withhold money, they withhold their identification documents, they withhold information so that that person, that victim becomes completely dependent on that trafficker um, for everything. So if you're ever, you know, potentially uh, interacting with a victim, you could ask them, you know, do you get to keep your own money? If not, who does? Does your family know where you are? When was the last time you talked with your family? Is that by choice? Is it because you don't have uh, your own form of communication? Do you get to control your own um, identification documents? Do you need help? Is there anything I can do to help you? Right. These are um, just layers of the onion that we can continue to sort of peel back um, and questions that that drivers or anybody could ask. Um, I think one of the things we have several survivors, survivor leaders on our staff, and I've spoken and, and heard many survivors speak. And just um, simple human dignity and decency really goes a long way. Um, you, and actually, we're not asking you to be social workers. We're not asking you to 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 you know go and help this person walk step by step and change their life. All we're asking you to do is to look out for red flags and be willing to make a phone call, which I'll talk about in just a minute. But to that end. Um, could you offer somebody a bottle of water or a sandwich or a granola bar or whatever it is that you have, or just, could you say something like, Hey, you, you look like you need help. Is there anything I could do? Could I make a phone call for you? Um, even if in that one moment, and this is unfortunately more often true than, than not, um, even if in that one moment, that person doesn't take you up on help or that particular incident doesn't isn't the thing that that pulls them out of that situation. It is multiple interactions like that, multiple opportunities for that person to remember that there are good people out there that do care and that do want to get involved and and that they can trust for for help. Um, even if it's not that day, you are helping to um, instill hope um, in an otherwise hopeless situation for for these victims. Um, Anyway, I want to I want to remember my rabbit trail back to the phone call. We're not asking you to be Batman or Superman, right, and recover these victims. Even though I know there are so many drivers out there who've told me they absolutely would. Um, fantastic men and women of the trucking industry, but we're asking you from the safety and anonymity of your cab 
to make an anonymous phone call. Um, if you're seeing a situation in progress and you're you're sure, you know, it looks like somebody's being hurt or there's some emergency situation, absolutely call 911. That is the fastest way to get a response. Um, but if you're not sure if what you're looking at is human trafficking, you can call the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-3737888 and speak with the trained operator who will help you um, walk through that situation and, and say, okay, tell me what you're seeing. Tell me why you think it's trafficking. If it does sound like it's human trafficking, that hotline operator is going to relay, relay that information to local law enforcement who can then um, go and you know respond and investigate accordingly. The biggest thing that I could tell drivers um, and law enforcement and other drivers that have been a part of making a call that have changed a life will say the same thing. There's no penalty for being wrong. Even if you're not sure, make that call and make it immediately. Time is of the essence. We know that these traffickers are keeping their victims in transit. Um, they're constantly moving them. And if you wait, because I've heard this story so many times um, in my my nine years at TAT, um, you know, there was something gnawing on my gut and I just, I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't make the call. I waited until I was, you know, 60 miles down the road before I just couldn't live with myself anymore. And I had had to call. Um, well, if you're 60 miles down the road in one direction, that trafficker and their victim could be 60 miles down the road in another direction. And so it could be a missed opportunity. So is there one story that stands out for you? I'm sure that you have a million amazing stories about people that have been rescued, but is there just one that, that sticks out or that really, you know, affected you, um, when you learned about it? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to share one that's actually not a success story, um, but it is very impactful. And that is um, the story of, of my friend who's a professional driver and one of our TAT ambassadors. Um, and he shares how before he ever knew about TAT, he was at a truck stop. It was, you know, two or three in the morning. It was pouring down rain and he got a knock on his door and it was a, a young woman. And he was sure, you know, she was definitely under 18, um, wasn't quite sure how, how old she was. Um, but she knocked on his door and basically asked, you know, would you like any company? And he was again, this is before he knew anything about TAT or anything about human trafficking, so upset um, and just mad that he had woken him, she had woken him up. Um, and he rolled down his window and just said, you know, get away. I don't, I don't want anything, you know, from you. Just leave me alone. Rolled his window back up, tried to go back to sleep, was just so upset. Well, flash forward several years and he learns about TAT and he learns about, um, you know, the fact that most of these, these women, especially that are out there and, and anytime it's a minor, they're not there by choice. They're just not, um, they're being coerced into this. And he had this moment of just recognizing what a lost opportunity that was. Um, and just feeling like I missed it. I missed a chance to save or change somebody's life. And it was really that moment for him that set him on this course to um, just being a super advocate of this work. And he now goes and he uh, he trains for us. He speaks to other drivers. He speaks to community uh, members and at different events um, and really is just trying to promote the fact that we all have an opportunity, whether we're drivers or not. Um, we all have an opportunity to potentially see this crime um, and to, to, again, potentially save a life. Yeah, Laura, we appreciate all your you appreciate your time, and I know that one of the things that you all partner with um, with your tr transportation providers uh, or transportation partners is the, the Freedom Truck. Yeah. Um, and so, 
And that's, um, you know, different trucking companies will haul a trailer. It's a truckers against trafficking trailer that's outfitted on the inside yep. with different stories about, um, you know, trafficking and how, you know, people's, you know, stories and how people are impacted and ways people can get involved. Um, what are some other ways that um, people, individuals or companies can get involved with truckers against trafficking? Thank you for asking. Great question. So um, first and foremost, especially if you're a driver, please download our app. We have an amazing free app. Um, Just search Truckers Against Trafficking on any app platform. And it is basically a digital version of that wallet card that we provide to drivers. But there are case studies. You want to read about success stories, download that app because there are example stories in there. Um, But red flags at your fingertips, just really great resources. You can make a a call directly to the hotline through that app. There's links to our podcast, which is called Driving Freedom. Um, We've had a number of survivors and other industry experts and law enforcement and drivers themselves sharing success stories as part of our podcast. So that's a a fantastic way to get bite-sized training content. Um, But, you know, other ways you can get involved, share about us on social media. We're on all the major social media platforms. Just follow us. That's another great way to learn. We're always posting stories, um, uh, not only just about human trafficking, but what our partners in transportation are doing to help combat the crimes. I will say that, you know, the training that our drivers get as part of their orientation here, it makes me super proud to know that like, hey, this is another tool for your belt in preparation of what you're going to experience out on the road. So I think it's amazing that we give our, our drivers that education. Um, cause like you said, the driver that has now become a huge advocate for you. Yeah. He had no clue originally. Right. And he'll probably always think of that missed opportunity. Yep. You don't, you can't do better until you know better, right? We're all learning in so many different ways every day. Yep. We're, we're all learners. And so, um, I know it's a challenging subject. I know it's dark. I know it's heavy, um, but you truly can make an impact. We've trained 1.3 million people so far with this training, with the various trainings that we have, right? In trucking, bus, and energy, as well as law enforcement uh, training videos that we have. And truck drivers alone have now helped to identify over 1,300 victims of human trafficking just in the U.S. alone. That's just calls to the hotline. That doesn't count calls to 911. Nobody's tracking that data. Well, Laura, we, we certainly appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Um, Thanks for having me. At, thank you for the work that you're doing. It's um, fantastic and, and know that you're making a difference. A Thanks difference. for being a part of it. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, thank Laura. You. Take care. So Jason, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She had such an amazing story of how she became to be a part of TAT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What really stood out for you? So I think the thing that stood out for me was the, the 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 time you asked her about her success story, and she told you a story about the the gentleman who didn't have a success at all. And you really think about the lost opportunities that we have, um, you know, to say something. And one of the things she said is that you know it costs you nothing to if you're wrong. An and anonymous so, phone call. An anonymous phone call. And so if you're wrong, um, that's okay. It's better to be wrong than to not say anything at all. And that's one of the things that just stood out for me. Um, so what about you? Um, I'll say for me, it was, uh, one following your gut, right. Yeah. A lot of the times yeah. we're like, Hmm, yeah. am I overthinking? Right. And yeah. then the other one is 1300. When we talk about numbers, I feel like 1300 in today's world of, you know, these crazy high numbers, 1300 is a small number. Yeah. But if you think about 1300 people, yeah. 1300 moms, 1300 dads, yeah. Just in the, in those thirteen hundred people, you're already up to four thousand people yeah. directly affected by yeah. that 
let alone, let alone if any of those people have children and how their how those children's lives are impacted, right? Huge. So, uh, so that just goes to show the power of helping one person cascades through an entire family, through entire communities. And so, even if you know, out of all the stuff that uh, truckers against trafficking has done, they only save one life. Saving that one life impacts many, many lives. So, so I, I talk about this a lot, a spark. It yeah. takes one spark yeah. to yeah. start a fire, right? Yeah. And that fire can become a wildfire. Yeah. If, if we are continuing to educate our drivers and, you know, we have people learning about, like she said, the red flags, yeah. what, yeah. what to look for. Yeah. And, and the biggest one is how to report it, Absolutely. you know? So, so yeah, so it's a lot, it's a lot to take in. Um, I know she, you know, on our screen, you'll see the number. Um, for the National Trafficking um, Hotline. So please uh, put that number in your phone. Um, you know, download the Truckers Against Trafficking download app. Download the app. She so, said you can make a call right from the app. Right from so the you app. Can click your phone and it, yep. it's going to send you directly to those operators. And if you didn't take notes throughout this, that app will have some, you know, some frequently asked questions for you and some other little things for you to uh, think about as you are trying to identify a potential trafficking situation. So, and success stories, right? And, su- and success stories. Yes. Success stories. Yes how they've affected people and, and changed their lives. So that's yep. huge. Yep. I'm really proud that United Road is a part of this. So am I. So am I. And so that's, you know, so that's our third podcast, you know, a little bit heavier topic than, um, than some in our others, but uh, certainly, <laughs> but certainly a very needed topic. Um, and we thank you for watching. Um, please. You can find us on every, any place where you get podcasts, you can find us there or you, via our YouTube channel. Um, We look forward to having you back for our fourth podcast. Uh, Thank you very much. Be blessed. Take care. Drive safe. Bye. Bye, guys.